0: You're listening to the Palmetto Report, I'm Jaquela Cornish, and we're joined by Katie Durkey, who is the Outreach Coordinator for York County. Katie is here to tell us more about the NAMI organization and mental health. Hi, Katie, thank you for joining us.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. First off, what um, is What is NAMI?
1: Uh, So we are the largest grassroots organization dedicated to um, educating, advocating, and supporting those who live with mental health conditions, their family, their friends, and their loved ones.
0: Can you tell us more about the different branches and locations?
1: So we have a national organization just known as NAMI, and they actually take care of things like advocacy and legislation. And so they're they're covering uh, the U.S. as a whole. And then we have state organizations that help um, impact the legislative and the advocacy efforts in the states. And then we have um, local organizations known as affiliates, which is who I work for. So I work for NAMI Piedmont, Tri-County, and we cover York, Lancaster, and Chester. So my area for outreach is York.
0: Okay. And what do the local organizations do that the national
1: can't do? Well, the National, we, we, we all work on advocating um, for people who live with a mental illness and their families. But uh, what we do at the affiliate levels is we offer support groups, we offer education classes, we do um, presentations in the community to schools, to colleges, to businesses, um, educating people on what mental health uh, and wellness looks like what happens when things go wrong. What where we get resources when things do go wrong? So that's our responsibility in in the affiliates.
0: Okay. So the Rock Hill community can get involved in what type of ways?
1: Oh gosh, so many ways. So we have a lot of different activities that are going on. We have um, the hut, which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit. But we have um, a walk every year. We're on our eighth annual walk coming up in October, and we like people to get involved with that. They can form walk teams. Um, they can um, promote somebody or that they care about or an organization that they care about for mental health. Um, they can join us at our golf event. We have a golf event at the end of April. They're welcome to come out um, and play golf and help us uh, promote mental health and wellness in the community. We also have a bunch of different events going on. So we're going we're to be at the Strawberry Festival um, we're going to be uh, out and about in the community doing health fairs, and so people can come and get involved in that way. But if you live with a mental health condition or you have a family member or friend that lives with a mental health condition, you can come to one of our support groups or you can come to one of our education classes.
0: There's a drop-in center that the Winthrop community can take advantage of, also known as the HUT, as you were mentioned earlier. Yep. How can students benefit from that facility?
1: So the HUT is just, um, just a little bit off the campus on Oakland Avenue, so it's... Um, about 500 feet away from where we're sitting right now and it's a 1200 square foot building we have couches in there we have an xbox Uh, we have a large television we have computers we have events going on in there and everything that we do for the community is free so you don't have to pay for anything that you you come to attend at the hut or if we're out and about in the community there's nothing that you have to pay for so you can access all those for free but um, we invite Winthrop students to come by anytime between um, 11 and 3 Monday Tuesday and Wednesday they can come they can sit and do homework if they want to. They can come and hang out with other people. We've got a full kitchen. They can have lunch there. It's just a way to connect with the community and kind of find some chill and downtime um, without any pressure or stress. So,
0: Yeah, that's what college students really need. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Can you tell us more about the origin story for the HUT?
1: Yeah. So um, pre-pandemic, we had already realized there was a problem. We know that people who live in our community Um, have different situations, but people specifically with mental health conditions often can't work, they can't go to school, um, and so they miss out a lot on life, and they miss out on forming connections with other people. So their mental health is a barrier to friendships, uh, community, and, um, uh, you know, not being isolated but not because of their mental health condition it's just because they don't move around in life the same way as you know if they if they could work full-time or if they could go to school full-time and so we had noticed that there was a lack of um, community opportunities and friendship opportunities that were not happening because there was nowhere for people to go and gather and so we thought well that you know that that is something that we could solve and so we started looking at different locations in in the area, and the hut came up. And we've actually been working with Oakland Avenue Presbyterian Church for a long time. They've always hosted our support groups there, and they've allowed us to use their space a lot. And so we um, we found the hut, and it was just an ideal space. So there's a great space for a classroom where people can come and attend different classes that we put on but there's also just a great hangout space and so it's a way for people who are not connected in the community who don't have a connection in the community or they're not able to you know go and find those connections through school or through work or something like that where they can come and hang out and find other people that they can talk to and just kind of hang out with. And
0: volunteers can sign
1: up. Absolutely. We would love volunteers to come along and sign up and help people just, um, sh- you know, kind of um, in the kitchen. If somebody wants something, where's the where's the food? Where's the drinks? Where's um, the art supplies? Where's, you know, how do I switch this on? Can I use the computer? Is it, you know, sign up sheets for the computer, um, for gaming, anything that, you know, is going on in the hut. We like people to be there to kind of. And also so that you're there um, because we want it to be a normalizing space, right? It's not just because I have a mental illness, I'm in this space. It's because I'm looking for connection and community because we know that when people are isolated, that's when we can take a hit on our mental health. When we don't have anybody to talk to when we're we're going through things and there's nobody to kind of bounce that off of or have a conversation with, it can actually impact our mental health in a negative way. So everybody's welcome to come and join. If you want to come and volunteer and just hang out and have a cup of coffee with somebody and chat to somebody, we appreciate that as well. All right.
0: Switching gears slightly, how did you become involved with NAMI?
1: So um, in 2014, I – my – One of my kids was nine at the time. And in 2014, I was looking for services and resources to help uh, my family. It wasn't just my child. It was actually the whole family was going through a crisis situation Um, And I was reaching out to many different organizations, and I wasn't getting any replies or any callbacks, or I was having to leave messages with everybody, and I was leaving all these messages everywhere. And finally, I had called somebody on their cell phone, and it just happened to be the person who was running the local NAMI organization, and she spent an hour and a half on the phone with me, talking me through it telling me what was available, telling me how I could calm my situation down and get some resources and assistance. She got me signed up into a class, and um, it was a six-week class. It's called NAMI Basics, and we still run those. We have two or three of those a year, and they're, again, free for parents um, of kids under 22. And so she signed me up for the class, and my husband and I took the class, and it was really life-changing. It helped us navigate all the systems that we had no idea we were supposed to be navigating. It helped us apply for things like um, Tefra Medicaid waivers. It helped us uh, figure out the accommodations we needed for school. It helped us understand what a psychiatrist was, a psychotherapist was, all the things that we needed to know that we didn't realize we needed to know. And so from there, I began to um, volunteer with NAMI. I became a basics teacher and then I took a job with them in 2019.
0: All right, so it was definitely resourceful.
1: Oh my gosh, it's been life changing, yeah.
0: What do you find the most rewarding about the work that you do for NAMI?
1: That I can be that person for somebody else.
0: Yeah. What do you find most rewarding about spreading awareness about mental health?
1: I want people to understand the prevalence of um, those who live with a mental health condition. So we know that prior to the pandemic, one in five youth and one in four adults were said to be um, living with a mental health condition. And we know that those numbers have gotten um, worse since the pandemic. And so I think it's important to know that mental health doesn't just affect the people that you see on TV or the people you read about in the newspaper. It's your mom, it's your dad, it's your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle. It's everybody um, can experience a mental health condition. It doesn't matter what stage of life they're in or what economic situation they're in. It can It can affect everybody equally. And so knowing that the resources are there and we just have to connect people with them so that they can find recovery and they can uh, move through life and do the things that they want to do and be successful is is really our mission.
0: Are there any particular stigmas about mental health that you hear about more than others?
1: I think people have a tendency to look at um, the news and see that, um, you know, whenever there's a violent situation, the first thing is, you know, were they mentally ill? But the truth is we know statistically that people who have a mental illness are more likely to be a victim of violence than they are to perpetuate a violent act and I think that's a big stigma but I think people look at Hollywood we look at one flew over the cuckoo's nest or the shine in or all those things and that's what we think about when we think about mental illness we don't think about somebody who is a manager of an auto works or somebody um who is you know a professor at a university or somebody who is a student at a university we don't think about those people but we're all impacted by mental health and so i think it's important to to break those stereotypes and stigmas down is that one of the goals of nami that's our main goal, main goal. that that stops people from getting treatment people don't speak up 50% of people don't reach out for treatment because of the stigma and embarrassment about having a mental health condition. And I will just say very clearly that a mental health condition is no different than any other medical condition. And we, we separate it. It's like the brain is like not connected to the body, but of course it is. And so when you think about it as a medical condition, it loses that stigma and that allure of the Hollywood And becomes just another thing that we have to deal with in life. Right. Definitely. It's worth
0: addressing. Of course. Yeah. Does NAMI have any other goals that they're looking to address in regards to mental health?
1: Yeah. We're always looking to advance resources. We're always looking to make sure that legislation is moving in the right direction. 988 is a new number that's coming out for people who um, are in mental health crisis. Uh, that's actually a national number, but it's up to the states to implement those numbers. And we were very behind that legislation. We're behind more beds, more critical care beds. Um, we're always advocating for more resources because it's, it's, it's great to tell people that, you know, mental health is a priority, but we have to back that up with the resources. And so um, one of NAMI's passions is to make sure that um, we're also advocating for those resources.
0: All right. Is there anything else that you would like to mention that we didn't talk about
1: uh, no, I just wanted to let you know that um, those resources are available to everybody. Everybody can come and um, you know come to the hut. everybody's welcome to join us at the hut. You don't have to have a mental illness to be part of a community who supports people who live with a mental illness. So um, you know, consider it a place just to come out and chill and and, and make friends. Right, right. Thank you for joining us, Katie. Thanks for having us there.
0: That was Katie Durkee, Outreach Coordinator for the National Alliance on Mental Illness, also known as NAMI, talking about mental health. You're listening to the Palmetto Report.